0: welcome to the shine bright podcast i'm your host brianna castell my hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who god called us to be you can expect to hear me talk about things like jesus how ghetto adulting is finances dating therapy and honestly everything in between my prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged inspired and seen let's get into today's episode Hey y'all, welcome to the Shine Bright podcast. We're officially in season 3. I know it's been a hot little minute y'all. We will talk about what I have been up to during our how's your heart check-in, but basically, I want to say happy new year to everybody. Uh shout out to us for making it through 2020. We know that it just was not an easy year for anyone. So, we are in 2021, which I just feel like it's a continuation of 2020 and I keep forgetting it's a new year and I keep saying 2020. So if I continue to say 2020, just know that I mean 2021. (laughs) So welcome to a new year. Welcome to a new season. Hope you and your family are staying happy and healthy and safe during this time. We are still in a global pandemic and this year has already been a lot. Um, but Anyways, if you're new around these Shine Bright podcast streets, I want to welcome you. I'm your host, Brianna Christell. Here we talk about everything and anything. So be prepared. Um, But yeah, let's get right into today's episode. Wait, sorry. I actually have an announcement before we get into today's episode. Um, I feel super rusty. like (laughs) I feel like I used to have this whole podcast thing down. And because I've been off for a couple of months, I'm like, wait, how do I do this again? (laughs) But anyways, so if you have been around for season one and season two of the podcast, then you know that this podcast is typically a weekly podcast. And I birthed this podcast in April of last year, like right in the thick of the pandemic. And so I had nothing but time to record and write and edit weekly episodes. However, (laughs) now, ninjas are back to work. And I just do not have the same time that I did at the beginning of this pandemic. And so moving forward, um, the Shine podcast will actually be a bi-weekly podcast. So every other Wednesday, tune in for episodes. Listen, I wish I had the time to write, record, and edit weekly because I actually genuinely enjoy this process. Um, but your girl just has a lot on her plate right now. And just to set appropriate expectations, we are going to go to twice a month. But you might get some surprise bonus episodes here and there. But I'd rather over promise and under, no, under promise, <laughs> under promise and overdeliver. deliver. Um, so expect episodes twice a month moving forward. And you might get a sprinkle of surprise episodes here and there. But that will be the exception, not the expectation. <laughs> All right, now let's get into today's episode. How is your heart, sis? How is my heart? Okay, so for those that are new around here, I like to start every episode with a how is your heart check-in. It's my favorite question to ask people because I think it is just a really good question Um, because a lot of times people ask like, hey, how are you? How are you doing? And that's a very easy question question to BS. Like, oh, I'm doing fine. But really, you might not be. And so saying how is your heart really just gets to the meat of it. Like, how are you really doing? So I like to ask people this question. I like to ask myself this question and kind of check in and see how I'm doing. So anyways, how is my heart? Um, My heart is actually doing okay. I think... I feel super rested um, from the time that I've taken off from the podcast and just other things as well. Like I was off from work for some time, just end of the year, shut down. Um, So I'm feeling very rested and rejuvenated. I actually don't even think I realized how burnt out I was from last year and just how emotionally and mentally just taxed I was. And so I finished, I wrapped up the podcast. I think it was the week before Thanksgiving. And then I had like two weeks of work and basically was off for the rest of 2020. And your girl just rested. Like it felt so good not to have something to do, not to have anywhere to be. Not that I'm going anywhere in this pandemic, but not to have like any. Zoom calls or any of that stuff. So it just it felt really good. And it was really, really good for my heart. Um, just to take some time at the end of the year to reflect on how my year was. And usually I do like big goal setting and like super deep reflections from the prior year. I did my reflections, but I just kind of let myself be and let myself ease into this new year, which is why you guys are getting a podcast episode in February and not January, because I was like Like, I almost felt like it was like rolling out of bed on like a long weekend. And you're just like, you know what? I'm going to ease into this day. I don't, I'm not setting my alarm. I don't have to rush and get up anywhere. So I'm going to get up when I feel like it and I feel ready. So I feel ready, which is why I'm back. Um, But yeah, my heart is actually doing well. I've had some great therapy sessions uh, in the past couple of weeks, and my therapist has just been spot on with helping me to just unpack uh, some of my expectations for 2020, like I mentioned on the last episode of season two, and just the kind of space that I'm in right now. So I feel like I'm in a big transition space, um, but your girl is feeling good and, and grateful, and I hesitate to say the word excited for this year because I'm I'm not necessarily excited, but I'm just excited that 2020 is over. <laughs> so that is how I am doing. That is how my heart is doing. Um, but now I want to ask you the same question. Like, how is your heart doing, sis? How are you entering into 2020? Did you come in here, guns blaze, ready to crush your goals? Are you kind of like, uh, what goals? I don't know. <laughs> um, what are you letting go of? What are you wanting to do more of this year? I'm sure the answer for most of us is get out of the house. But anyways, how are you doing sis and how is your heart? Time to check in. So one thing that I am grateful for 2024 is the fact that I was able to pay off All of my student loans, y'all, I am completely debt free and it feels amazing. If you have been following me on social media for some time, you know, this has been a long journey. It's actually been a five year journey. I graduated undergrad in 2015 with about $54,000 in debt and your girl is finally free. And so I get a bunch of questions on my debt journey all the time. I actually posted um, on social media the day that I became debt-free and people were super excited for me, which I really, really appreciated and had a ton of questions. So this episode, I really just want to talk about my debt-free journey a bit and what inspired me. I think that's what a lot of people want to know is like, how did you attack it? What did you do? What was the process like? How did I begin? What are some lessons I learned and what approach did I take? So I'm going to give you guys all the tea about how I approach paying down my debt. So let's start from the top because one of the main questions that I typically get is what inspired my debt-free journey? So when I graduated undergrad back in 2015, I was really fortunate that I had family members basically encouraging me to take my student loan debt very seriously because I had just graduated, I was a broke college student for four years, and I was looking forward to treating myself. And I remember specifically, I was having a conversation with one of my aunts and I was telling her like how much I make and because I'm in sales, I get quarterly bonuses. And I remember telling her like, oh, my first bonus, I can't wait to get a Louis Vuitton bag. And she was like, don't you still have student loan debt? And I was like, yeah, girl. But anyways, and she was like, hey, I know the draw to wanting to get a bag right now, especially Louis Vuitton. But if you take those bonuses and if you take your regular paycheck and pay X amount. And she had done the numbers for me. She's like, you could be done with your student loan debt, um, by like within two or three years. And that always stuck with me. Now, did I do what she said at the time? I did not. (laughs) Um, I took, I still paid my loans, but I was paying like maybe the minimum, um, maybe a little bit more, but I wasn't, I was not on the game plan that she had set out for me. I didn't buy the Louis Vuitton bag though, because that did stick in the back of my mind. I was like, okay, fine. She's, she's right. This one Louis Vuitton bag is like three or four of my debt payments. And I was like, okay, fine. I at least didn't do that part. So somewhere around, I think like 2017, 2018, I think it was like around the time period where she had said that I would have been debt free by. And I looked at my statement and I was like, I've been paying, you know, X amount each month. And it was a little bit over the minimum, I believe. And I'm like, I feel like I haven't made any progress. Like I'm still, I think maybe I was in the the high 40s at the time. And I'm like, what the heck? And so I got really upset with kind of understanding how interest works and compounding interest, which basically means the sum of whatever you have taken out, money grows on top of that basically. So you have to pay whatever your interest rate is and that that accrues daily like compounding interest. It's daily. And so I was just really frustrated with looking at how much I was paying in interest and almost none of it was going to my principal with me just paying my minimum payments. So anyways, I got really upset and I was like this is a game to keep us trapped forever like students who can't afford it this student loan game is just a trap. And so I got very inspired, I guess, or fed up with the fact that one I didn't listen um several years prior and take it seriously cuz I could have been debt-free by then. And yeah, so then I said, "You know what? Like I'm going to do this." And I did. I started um researching dave ramsey was probably a big person that i started um listening to and now i only throw out that name because it's a very popular name um and he is like kind of who helped me with my start but there were so many other people and so many other um Instagram pages and and people giving me financial, well, not people giving me financial advice, but like social media platforms that I was kind of looking and watching their debt journey um, as well. So yeah, I, I finally decided that I was going to take it seriously and pay down my debt. So the second question I get is usually around my process. Like how did I approach paying off my debt? So in the debt-free community, there are two different, um, I guess, ways to pay off debt that are pretty popular. So there's the debt snowball and the debt avalanche. The debt snowball, that method says list all of your debts from smallest to largest. So if you had like $5,000 in a loan, $3,000 in a loan, and $2,000 in a loan, you would list them $2,000, $3,000, $5,000. And it says to attack the smallest loan first. Because when you attack the smaller loan, it's easy to feel like you're you know, paying that debt down and you're building momentum. And it says go smallest to largest because it helps you with momentum, kind of like thinking like a snowball building of building momentum and keeping you engaged and excited in the process. Because paying down debt is not fun. <laughs> it's not fun and it's not easy. Then there's the debt avalanche approach, which basically says list your debts from the highest interest rate to the lowest interest rate and pay off the highest interest rate first. So for example, I had student loans, like one was at 6% interest rate. I had a couple at four and a couple at three. Not many people know their interest rates for their student loans. Some people don't know that their loans might have different rates. So that's definitely something that I recommend checking out for anyone listening. Figure out what your interest rates are um, and whether or not you take the debt snowball or debt avalanche approach. It's just important to at least know what your interest rates are and how much is accruing. Personally, I did a mix of both of them. And you have people that are like either super debt snowball, they're advocates for that or debt avalanche. Hey, I say whatever system is going to work for you, that's the system that you should do. I personally started off with the debt snowball, um, but I did it in reverse. I actually started to pay off the highest debt first. Um and so I think that was like maybe twelve thousand dollars at the time, and so I was really like slowly chipping away at that. And hey, I get why people do the debt snowball approach because it took me forever to get pay that um, that student loan down. And then once I got the highest uh, balance paid down, then I organized it by my interest rates, and I paid off the six percent one, and then went to the four, um, the fours, and then the threes. So honestly. Again, there are reasons why people do the debt snowball or the debt avalanche, but my recommendation is always to do what works for you, what will motivate you, and hey, you might try one and switch back to the other. Totally fine. Um, like I said, I did a mix of both because that's what worked best for me. So once I had made up my mind to uh, to start attacking my fifty four thousand dollars in student loan debt. I knew that they were going to be sacrifices. Like I knew that it wasn't going to be easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. And anyone listening to this, like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that it was an easy process, but now sitting on the other side of it, like it was super rewarding. And I definitely learned a lot. Uh, first thing I learned delayed gratification and telling myself no now for a future yes, or to open doors for myself in the future. Um, so Yeah, it's not always glamorous at the time, but I learned how to delay my gratification. And hopefully once COVID passes, I can go get my Louis Vuitton bag to celebrate the fact that I'm no longer in debt because I want to wait till the stores are open and I can go in and have my champagne. (laughs) But anyways, that was one thing that I learned. Um, Number two, I had to learn how to budget and to really pay attention, pay close attention to where my coins are going. Every month, And so if you're listening to this and you don't currently have a budget, budgeting system, I highly, highly recommend you finding one, whether that's you Googling, like how to budget one-on-one, um, creating a system that works for you. I talk a lot about my approach to budgeting in my money mindset workbook. Um, I'll include the link in the bio for anyone that wants to snag that as well. But having a system to know how you spend your money, what's coming in, what's going out, is really important. And I did not know how to do that for a really long time. And I finally got a hold on my approach in figuring out a painless budgeting system that works for me. Uh, another sacrifice is like I had to learn to live below my means When I was in Indiana for two years, like I very easily could have had the super fancy, really nice apartment downtown because Midwest ain't that expensive. It's a little expensive, but it's not as expensive as the the Northeast prices. So I very easily could have done that. Um, And I'm not gonna lie, like I really wanted to because it was closer to work, it was closer to my friends. But what did I do? I said, you know what? For like literally $500 cheaper a month, I can go live maybe 20 minutes North An apartment that's not as nice, but still relatively nice, and save some money and put that extra payment towards my debt. So, learning to live below your means is important. And now, please hear me like, I'm not here preaching you need to be eating rice and beans every night. You can't, you know, go out and do things. You can't travel. Because, listen, I traveled, I ordered takeout often. (laughs) So, you definitely can fit whatever you want into your lifestyle. But if you're serious about paying down debt, you will have to make some sacrifices. And for me, I got a second job. Like I literally worked a nine to five, and then a five to nine. I was at my corporate job most of the day, and then I would come home, literally scarf down some dinner, and I would go work at Loft. So I worked in retail for about four hours at night because I knew that I wanted to travel. I knew that I wanted to eat tacos twice a week. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get a second job so I can put all of my money for, for my first job towards my bills and my debt. And my second job is going to be my fun money. And I did that for maybe like four or five months. Um, I didn't do it for super long because I just got burned out eventually. But these are sacrifices that I made um, and that I'm grateful that I made them. They weren't easy at the time. I was working a lot. But looking back, I'm grateful that I did it while I could another question that i get all the time is what kind of tips do i have for somebody that is looking to be debt-free or start their debt-free journey and i got a, I got a bunch for you (laughs) um number one i would say put accountability in place so for me accountability looks like buying a felt board and a tracker and um putting those numbers up each month and then putting it in a place like that felt board was in my living room. So it was a place where I could always see it. And I was always cognizant of what that number was because I think some people with debt, it's like, okay, if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. And it's easy to ignore when we don't see it in our face. So I said, nope, I'm gonna put this number here and I'm gonna work my butt off to pay it down. Um, So that was my form of accountability. I also started sharing it on social media. Not everybody has to do that, but for me, I started sharing it um, and I would say like, okay, this month I'm going to put $1,000 towards my debt. And then once I did, I would post that update. And then people would, after a while, people started, you know, encouraging me and celebrating. And I just felt like I had so many people that were cheering me on on this debt-free journey and also holding me accountable. Like there was one stretch where I think I hadn't posted an update, a debt update for like a month or two. And people were like, hey, girl, we haven't seen anything. So that was my own form of accountability. Whatever that looks like for you, um, I just encourage you to put some accountability because like any type of goal, whether it's losing weight, whether it's changing a bad habit, whatever, like accountability is key. So that's one of my number one tips that I say for people, put some accountability. Um, Number two, build in celebrations. Like my journey was a five-year journey. <laughs> and for some people, no, like whatever your debt number is, it might be shorter or longer than that. But for most people, it's not like one or two months. So we're talking about a long road ahead. And it's really important to feel like you're living life, not just to pay debt. And so I always encourage people, and I did this myself, to build in my celebration. So whether that is, hey, you put X amount of debt X amount towards debt this month, you can put X amount towards traveling this month, or hey, you you, you know, I was working my second job and I'm like, wow, girl, you've been working real, real hard. We're gonna treat ourselves to a nice takeout dinner or sit-down dinner when we could still do that this weekend. So build in your celebrations, whether big or small, it could be, hey, I'm buying a new nail polish. It could be I'm buying a bathing suit. It could be I'm I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of the ones that I had. Usually mine were travel and food, and we can't do one of those things right now. Um, but build in little ways to celebrate yourself because it will, it can be a frustrating journey. I'm not going to lie to y'all. So, number two, build in celebrations. Number three, I would say fill your timeline or fill your timeline with people. that are doing the same thing or seek out people that are, if you're not on social media. I followed a bunch of people that were currently in their debt journey. So yeah, Dave Ramsey and Chris Hogan, those guys are great, um, but they're already (laughs) debt-free. So I wanted people that were in the trenches with me. And one way you can find those people is just even looking up the hashtag like debt-free journey or debt freedom, debt-free goals, any of those hashtags, and you will find a bunch of people pull up there are a ton of black people that are on this, this journey. And I love to see that like people of color um, just taking their finances seriously and being serious about their financial goals. So I followed a bunch of them and it was just super dope to see people that look like me on my timeline that were um, living this life. Um, so definitely seek out people and I'll include some people in the show notes. I can't remember all their names right now, but people who are doing it too, because you might have friends and family who don't understand, who are like, okay, girl, what do you mean you can't you know, come here or go here or do this or do that? You're trying to pay off debt. Like, girl, you better live in the now. And it's like, <clears throat> sometimes you might not have people that understand what you're doing around you. So I recommend finding people and seeking people out there doing the same thing. And then lastly, always being very clear on your why. And so for me, my why wasn't just my Louis Vuitton bag. Like I had other legitimate reasons for why I wanted to pay down my debt, but that was something I was keeping in the back of my mind. I was like, all right, girl, once we're done with this, we're going to get that Louis Vuitton bag and it's going to feel so much better <laughs> because we won't owe anybody at the time when we're buying that. So I also say, just be very clear on your why and you might have to revisit it several, several times And that's okay. Oh, and another thing is, you're going to need a whole lot of grace to give yourself during this process. It's not going to be a linear process. I know there were many months where I was like, girl, mm, you could have put more towards debt this month, or wait, we overspent here. And uh, that was not okay, Brie. I had to learn to give myself grace and I had to learn just to celebrate again, back to the celebration, celebrate every win, every dollar and just say, "Hey, we're still we're still moving forward even when I have setbacks." I was like, "I'm still moving forward." So, give yourself a whole heck of a lot of grace. Um especially if like you are breaking a generational curse of maybe people in your family not being great with money. Like you're learning this you're new to this, basically, you're a novice and you're learning this. And it's not like somebody went before you and laid the groundwork. So give yourself grace for breaking these generational curses and saying, you know what, like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to figure it out. And it will be an up and down battle. But give yourself grace every step of the way. One of the last questions I get all the time are what resources do you have? Like point me in the right direction, sis. I got you. (laughs) So I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you are a podcast listener in general and you enjoy podcasts. That is very true for me in my life. And so I listen to a lot of finance um, and debt freedom podcasts. Some of my favorites are The Chris Hogan Show, Dave Ramsey Show, Clever Girls Know, and Yo Quiero Dinero Podcasts which basically means I want money in Spanish and I absolutely love that podcast. So definitely recommend those podcasts. Um, all of them differently talk about like paying down debt. They talk about investing here and there, um, getting your net worth in the positives, building generational wealth, having side hustles, multiple streams of income, et cetera. Um, I also like the podcast called Millionaires Unveiled. It, basically there's two hosts and they just interview millionaires And you hear the different things that people do with their money and how they became millionaires. And I think it's easy for us to think, oh, millionaires, they all inherited their money. But it's like, no, there are a lot of people that invested in real estate. There are a lot of people that um, actually that's probably the majority. Well, it's real estate in um, retirement accounts. But anyways, I definitely recommend listening to those um, different podcasts. And like I said, following people on Instagram uh, that. Support or about that movement that give great tips. Um, I will include, like I said, some of the names in the show notes so you guys can follow them, but definitely recommend that. Um, Budgeting, there are several different budgeting apps or budgeting systems. There's YNAB, which is you need a budget, um, that's budgeting and saving. There's the Mint app, which basically helps you track your expenses, and it's a budgeting app. There's Pocket Guard, um, which I actually really liked. Um, I prefer to actually write my expenses and stuff out, but Pocket Guard is a great one if you don't mind things being digital. Um, and then what else? Oh, Clarity App, which is another budgeting app. And none of this is sponsored you guys. I'm just sharing with you the things that I have used or that others have recommended to me. Um, and then lastly, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that um mid, I think in the fall of last year, I launched my personal finance digital workbook called Money Mindset, where I teach you my three steps to painless budgeting and how I learned how to painlessly budget, how I tricked myself into saving almost $10,000 last year. I talk about how to get reckless spending under control and some of the tips that I took to just address my treat myself mentality that needed to be curved a little bit. And then lastly, I give a very detailed, in-depth um, walkthrough of how I paid down my debt and some of my recommendations there. Obviously, I couldn't share all of, all of that stuff here because this podcast would be a million minutes long. Um, but definitely uh, feel free to get the Money Mindset Workbook if that is something that you are um, you know, looking to do to understand your finances and just basically wanting to refresh your whole money mindset. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. And yeah, paying off debt will not be easy, but you know what? It's absolutely doable. And let me be proof of that. It will take hard work. It will take sacrifice, but you absolutely can do it. I know if you look at that, whatever your total is. I remember when I saw the 54,000, I was like, I've I've never even seen this amount of money before. And I owe this money. It can be frustrating. It can be overwhelming. It can be a discouraging, disheartening, all of those things. I I absolutely remember those feelings. Um, But like I said, I'm proof that you can do it. Um, Push yourself like any goal. It won't be easy. It won't happen overnight, but it's absolutely doable and my hope and my prayer is that you are able to pay down your debt if that's something that you want to do and it's a priority for you and that you can start building generational wealth because listen it's Black History Month and listen it is time like it is time especially as people of color like it's time for us to stop um being known for our our financial struggles and i i'm hoping to be that change um in my future future generations to come so i hope this episode was helpful for you guys if you have any questions as always feel free to dm me on instagram at brianna cristel or you can email the podcast at shinebrightpodcast at gmail like i mentioned i will include all of those notes in the show notes so don't forget to check it out and please if you enjoyed this episode please don't forget to rate us wherever you're listening like subscribe and share with a friend all right y'all well i will talk to you next episode (laughs) that sounded too cheesy but anyways i'll talk to you guys in two weeks